morning. Let's see. Switch off the time limit. Start walking. <coughs> it's a lot brighter today because we're a lot later today. It is Saturday. Saturday means that the night before I thought I don't have to go to work. I can get up anytime I want. I can stay up as late as I want. So I stayed up until 2 a.m. playing Dishonored, which is a pretty good game. <coughs> Excuse me. It's the first game to uh, get me to do the whole rogue thief thing in a while. And once you get near the end of the game, where you've gotten to... I mean, they, they have this thing called chaos. The uh, number of guards who find dead bodies. <coughs> that kind of thing. And the more you scare people, the more it affects the overall uh, world. The more you choose to assassinate people instead of doing non-lethal takedowns, the more it affects the world. So I've kept it on low chaos the entire time. Wherever possible, I was sneaking, I was playing it as a thief, so you get more and more power. I started getting this power where if you kill someone by hiding or by surprising them and then sticking a knife in them, they turn to ash. No body. No sleeping guard left. No corpse on the ground. Nobody gets freaked out. <coughs> and so now, by killing people, I create less chaos than I did by knocking them out and then hiding the bodies. So I've kind of gone from secret ninja to secret Rambo. I mean, there is no more secure area than a place that has absolutely no people in it. So anyway, it's a fun game, but it's weird how you start changing your tactics the more powerful you get. Anyway, so I was playing that game until like 2 a.m., which is unlike me, but it was fun. And then uh, I shifted my time commensurate to that, so I didn't wake up until about 9. <coughs> then spent some time with the family. We were talking about how we're going to organize the Day of the Doctor. The Day of the Doctor, if you don't know, is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. They're having a very special episode where they're bringing together just about every living doctor except Chris Eccleston. Don't get me started on that. He's upset at them over something, but never have been able to figure out what. He's, uh, they're hard on the staff or they're hard on something. I don't know. He was upset at them. So he left and anyway, everybody else is apparently going to be there. They even got the guy who played the, uh, groundskeeper. Well, not, uh, groundskeeper. I guess the janitor for, uh, Hogwarts to play as one of the doctors. He's done an amazing job. Morning. So that's cool. Uh, anyway, so it's going to be a big thing. They're having it in uh, movie theaters, you know, in 3D and all that. And so 
Allie's got some of her friends together and they're gonna go watch it. And so I was thinking I'd get the EP. We'd go watch it at one of the 3D theaters. So that should be a fun night. Uh, let's see. Anyway, so I got up. I haven't done my words. And I feel like I'm cheating. But I will. As soon as I'm done here, I'm gonna take my shower, get my words done. And you know, it's funny. I started doing this in the middle of November. Well, first week of November, I guess. End of the first week of November. I don't know. <clears throat> Around November 7th. And uh, there was a real pull, internal pull, to make it a nano novel. Which is to say, as long as I'm going to say I'm going to write a thousand words every day, why not say I'm going to write 1,600? take two moments every day. One of them is in the morning, where I write for an hour, and another one is at the evening, where I write for an hour. And uh, there was certainly morning. There was certainly a pull to do that, but I don't think that serves the purpose, really. Partially because there's no way I can win. I'm not going to do an extra 7,000 words by, I guess, what, 2,000 words for the next two and a half weeks, something like that. I don't know. And it might even be worth it if I was, um, if I was able to do 1,000 words in the morning, 1,000 words at night, but there's this stretching point, right? If you say, I'm going to do 1,000 words in the morning, and you do it every morning, and it's just between, you know, <coughs> you, the 5 a.m., and the laptop, then that's something that you can schedule. But increasingly, I've noticed that it's almost impossible to schedule things in the evening. <clears throat> For instance, uh, scheduling uh, recording. I've been wanting to finish up in Vito Rex. I put chapter 10 out there. Oh, by the way, Mr. Jasper is with me today. Say hello, Mr. Jasper. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not one of those people who expects their dogs to talk or perform. <sighs> Someday I'm gonna have to walk along here with a trash bag and pick up everybody's TV dinners and stuff. Anyway. So it's easy to schedule a time where there's nobody there. It's hard to schedule a time where you have to make demands on the rest of the family. And I don't want to do that. <coughs> so, so I can't promise to do 2,000 words a day. 
So I can't promise two, for instance. <sighs> Complete NaNoWriMo. And so, honestly, I'm okay with it. Because right now the key thing that I'm doing is the recording and the editing. And this 1,000 words a day in the morning, that's, that's gravy, man. That's just extra. That's hidden. I have this, I have this bank account where whenever I take on some kind of future debt, I always put it in that bank account. For instance, recently when the government furlough knocked me out of a job, I had to liquidate a Roth IRA. One of the worst things you can do with it. Partially because you end up paying a 10% fee. So, so for every dollar I got out, I pay 10% back to the government as a punishment for taking it out, which is ironic because the government was the reason that I had to. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to indulge in that for just a second. Congress's chest beating meant that they shut down the government so that I couldn't get paid, so that I had to sell off savings, which then, to teach me a lesson about fiscal conservatism, charged me a fee of 10%. That's, that's pretty far past irony. It's pretty messed up. All right, so rant over. Um, anyway, so I have this account. Every time I take on a fee that's going to be paid later, I put that fee, that fee amount into this account. And then I hide that account. I use Mint to uh, track my money and I don't list that account in Mint. So I may have like $7,000, $10,000, $20,000, I don't know because all I get reported back to me is what I have to spend. And when tax time comes around, I'm like, oh no, I've got no money. And I look at the, an account and I go like, oh wait, I put that away. And then I hid it for myself so that it would be safe, extra gravy. And it's nice, man. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. You get hit by one of those fees and you just go like, oh, no problem. Here, I had that prepped. So uh, I'm kind of doing the same thing or a derivative thereof with the uh, with the writing instead of writing a uh, you know instead of spending all November just working on the podcast and don't get me wrong if I got to the end of November and said I got the entire Rex story podcast in two months I'm going to be quite proud. But what's even better is to say I got the entire story of Invito Rex podcasted in a couple of months and I also wrote 20,000 words. 
that's huge. That little bit in the morning, that little extra bit that I put into the secret account, pull out of the, the ether, pull out of nowhere, just like, oh, boom, there's an extra uh, 25, 30,000 uh, words. Do that every month. Every, let's see, every month you get 30,000. Every three months you get 90,000. That's a good no, good sized novel. So every three months you get 30,000 words. I'm sorry, every three months you get 90,000 words, which means that you get four novels written a year. And man, that is the brass ring. That is the key. That is more than anything. Writing hints. You want writing hints? The single greatest writing hint. Put out another book. Nathan Lowell, who you've heard me talk about. You can, uh, if you want to, tune into his podcast, Talking on My Morning Walk. You do a search for T O M M W. He has this plan to put out, I don't know, like seven or 13 books a year. I, I couldn't do that. I mean, he's a full-time writer. Okay, so he's, he's got, in theory, that kind of time. I couldn't do that. I don't have that kind of time. I, you know, don't work at writing full-time. I am wage slave from eight to five. And uh, anyway, so being able to write four books a year, morning, it's flipping huge. But I, uh, I pointed out Nathan because I often <coughs> hold him up internally as an example of what I want to do. He, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, every person has their own struggles, every person has their own problems, but all the same, when I look at his life from the outside, I just think, there it is, that's what I want, <clears throat> that's my goal. Let's ask computer lady how we're doing. Speaking of goals. Point eight eight. So I got a bit to go still. Anyway, so I often refer to Nathan Lowell because internally I look to him as an example of how I want to do things. Yesterday I got this long, long Socratic argument. I refer to it as a Socratic argument because I honestly did want to figure something out. At the same time, the only way that I knew to figure it out was to constantly say, are you insane? Present my arguments and then learn from his refutation. And I did. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I learned a lot from him. I want to learn a lot. So, anyway. Where was I? Writing four books a year. That's extra. 
That's great. Think about that. Four books a year on top of whatever you do during the day. The Hidden Writer, man. Four books a year in addition to whatever you do in your day job and then in, you know, your spare time and all that. Somebody's putting in a new water heater. Wow, just in time from the look of it. I have now walked a complete circle in this little subdivision. So I will freak them out by being the cyborg biker in the Vibram five-fingered shoes who walks past their houses twice. Remember kids, if you see something, say something. If something looks out of ordinary, like a guy in a biker jacket and a weird visor walking around, walking his dog with shoes that have fingers on them, you should report his ass. Because the only way to security is through constant paranoia. Anyway, um, if you haven't figured it out, I am a bitter old man. <gasps> Look at that pretty puppy. Pretty puppy says hello. Just made somebody's phone call a little more interesting. Sorry about that. Robo lady said we just passed one mile at 18 minutes. Allie does it in 16 minutes. She's actually walking right now as well. But she said she didn't want to walk with me. She says that she thinks I'm not able to be as free talking when she's here. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, if I make her nervous, then I don't want to do that. But I don't feel like there's any subject I can't talk with her about, talk about around her. I think the thing is, I'm not willing to be a chatterbox when there's anybody else nearby. I think that's probably true of most people. When I'm talking right now, I'm talking. You know, there's nobody else. There's closest I can get is some kind of schizophrenic argument. But uh, I guess that's what she means. I hope I don't bother her. I feel like I bother her. Anyway, let's see. So, uh, Nathan Lowell, Brass Ring. Yeah, from the outside, he's got like the life I want. And now if you talk to him, oh, he's just full of worries and concerns and I've got to get this recorded and I've got to get this written and I'm so far behind. At the same time, she's like, dude, you, you're living at home. You're, you're working from home. You're making your own hours. You ever hear those late night infomercials or internet scams about multiple screen, streams of passive income? It's so much BS. He's actually found it. He's found a way to make passive income. 
he wrote a series of good books. And then, you know, I keep telling him, dude, if you do nothing today, you will still make a paycheck. That's, for the wage slave in me, that is the brass ring, man. That is, that is catching the golden snitch. Snitch, I always forget what it is. Anyway, that is the big thing, and I am so envious. One of the people I follow, she's a lawyer, I think. She rides around in a boat all year long. Once a month, they make port wherever. She gets online. She does a couple days of work while, I assume, her husband is getting provisions, fuel, whatnot, and then they take off again for the rest of the month to wherever. Can you imagine that? Waking up every morning and just, I'm going to write for a couple of hours, and two hours means I'm going to put out eight books a year, so if I slip a little, no one's going to care. But beside that, you wake up and you're halfway to a whole new country every morning. No worries about what you're supposed to do. No responsibilities, except for your own internal drive. It's like a liberal version of Ayn Rand. Anyway, so yeah, there's my goal. There's my dream. And I know it's not that easy. I know there's more to it than that. But I hang with people who have gotten it, who've reached it, who've realized what I consider to be the goal. And that spurs me on. I want to be like Nathan Lowe when I grow up. I want to be like Darushavam. And I believe it can happen. I just got to keep treading water in the day job, keeping the lights on, and then getting that extra little wedge of time, that extra little crack of creativity. That one twenty-fourth of a day when I can do the things that I really want to do. And that someday, someday the audience will be big enough and the sales will be strong enough that I can just do it for a living and make every day a weekend. Hey puppy. All right, I'm gonna try something different here. Puppy, come here. Jasper, sit. Sit, stay. When I do something weird, I want you to stay.
Good boy. Okay. For those who are getting this through audio, I just went over to a a park stream with a fountain in it, and I took a picture of Jasper by tilting my head sideways and holding still. <laughs> oh man, we are living in the future. I took a picture by tilting my head and holding still. And when I get home, I'll take the video that I'm making, strip out that image, and post that up as the icon that goes with today's episode. It is cool. Speaking of which, we're coming up on 25 minutes now, and the uh, low battery light has come on. I still haven't got a really good feel for how much time this thing has, but I think it's around 30 minutes. I made the mistake of starting it as soon as I started walking, because I just really wanted to talk to all of you. And, uh, now I suffer the consequences. Because we're at 2538, and it's telling me low battery. If we get disconnected, I will talk to you tomorrow. So, let's see. We were talking about the big goal. We were talking about... Oh, hey! Nathan responded to our slow novel challenge. In case you remember, or in case you don't remember, Allie and I came up with this... Actually, it was mostly Allie. Came up with this idea of writing a novel one episode at a time. Reminds me of the Monty Python sketch about Thomas Hardy. Uh... And so, I'll admit, it's mostly a joke. I don't think any of us expect anything to come from it. But uh, I started with the word, the. Because, let's face it, the is a prestigious word. It is in many of the opening lines of great novels. So anyway, Nathan responded. He... uh, he took up the challenge, and I think I think he was making fun a bit of me and my morning walk, because he chose the word dog. The dog. The dog what? I like how he didn't do an adjective. The something dog, the pretty dog, the whatever. He cuts right to the chase. The dog. And that begs for a verb. The dog does something. The dog fills the blue bag. The dog walks alongside me. 
that works. The dog walked, uh, walks, present tense, active. Let's see if he keeps that up. <laughs> uh, the dog walks. No, not walks. Walks is listless. Walks is simple. On something active, the dog. Dog bounces, jumps, leaps. Dog leaps. The dog trots. <laughs> the dog trots. I, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. The dog trots. Yeah. So that's my word for our recording. Which luckily I got in just under the wire because almost 29 minutes, and I'm pretty sure gonna cut out at 30. Anyway, the dog trots. Speaking of Nathan, he uh, he won NaNoWriMo the other day. I'm not sure if I told you guys. Not a record for him, but that's 50,000 in half a month. He said his goal is to get something like, what was it? Seven, 13 books a year, which would be quite the feat. Anyway, let's see what else. Uh, one of my friends has told me that he's, uh, he's created his own mail server. Because he's upset about the whole NSA and Microsoft and Google and Yahoo and all of that stuff. Set up his own mail server and it was funny because I said, So, did you encrypt everything? He said, Well, I made it with SSL. So, I think so. Because, <laughs> yeah, these days, man, it's hard to know. Anyway, wish him luck. I set up an email server a long time ago. But I'll admit, I'm, I'm pretty much stuck on Google these days. And having read their privacy reports, I'm well satisfied that at the very least, they're trying to do no evil. Oh, man, you know what? I, I need to talk about uh, YouTube and the comments because I have to post these videos. By the way, we're at 3126, so... Apparently, my 30-minute hard and fast rule is not true. Um, yeah, if I don't get to finish this, I want to take it up tomorrow because I find it fascinating. As soon as I said I had video from the walks, people said, you should put it up on Vimeo. And I tried to. But uh, Vimeo has a 500 meg per week limit. And each one of these videos is 1.2 gig. 
So, wow. Uh, I was pretty much stuck with going to YouTube. And I was a little reluctant to do that because YouTube is where I've been putting all of the calls for Cthulhu and have lots of subscribers. And I didn't want to, you know, muddy that stream. It's bad enough I've been promoting Kickstarters through it. But, uh, but yeah, I put it up there on YouTube. They offered stabilization, which was kind of cool. I took a look at because I'm sorry about this, but the glasses bounce as my head bounces as I walk. And until I get the chicken stabilization feature on my DNA. Okay, that sounds really weird without context, but yeah, you can probably Google it. Google chicken head stabilization. Anyway, um, until I get that set up, it's going to look a little bouncy. And Google offered, we have stabilization software. We can do that to your video. And so I took a look at it and I played with it and uh, it slurs a lot. I mean, a lot. And coming off glass, the video is very clear. It's surprisingly clear for being, you know, video uh, off of a tiny little camera in my head. And uh, so I didn't really want to slur it quite that much. I tell you, when they get the stabilization guys who uh, redid the Zabruder film, then come talk to me, because that stuff was crisp and clear and spooky. Anyway, so... So yeah, I put it up on Google, and I know these days people are hating on Google. Oh, you can't use Google. They tied their comments to Google+. They've taken over the world. And yeah. I, it's funny because a lot of the big name YouTube people, you know, I, Justine, and them, were saying basically what I was already thinking, which seems weird because you'd think 